This is Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Today we're going to give you seven things to listen to when you're playing in a band. Oh man, I don't need that. I just tune out and just listen to myself. Ah, oh, you're feeling it. You're feeling it. <laughs> no, I, you know, the crux of this is that we're always telling you to listen. It's usually number one on any list we is give Is it going to be number one on this list? Well, it's the whole episode <laughs> oh, is okay. about how to listen. Dang. So we wanted to give you some specific things that you might think about listening to. Um, you know, when I was in uh, the, at the new school, I had a great teacher named uh, Hal Galper, pianist. Mm and a really good educator, and he used to do this exercise about listening to different things. And one of the first things that he would always talk about, and one of, the, one of your main focuses of listening should be the time. It's the, it's the most important thing in making you sound like a cohesive unit, of making you sound like you're, you're in the groove. Uh, so listen for the time first. And, you know, if you're a pianist, you can listen to the ride cymbal and the bass player and hear how, how they're locking up. You can listen to the group as a whole. You can listen to just the bass player. You can listen to just the hi-hat. You can pick whatever you want to listen to, but try to feel that time first and foremost. I love that. Yeah, and I think that, you know, bass and drums, that's really where it's at. You know, if you're a singer, uh, instrumentalist, guitarist, you might be thinking piano too, but I would say everybody, the more you focus in. And, and if you look at, you know, kind of advanced bands or groups that play at a very high level everyone's listening they're not necessarily talking about this but in general they're listening for these essential elements from the same places so they start out on the same page so to speak um so that's great number one for time so number two i'm going to go with groove uh as being an important thing to listen to now a lot of you might say well you just said that with time but groove is different And I would say groove, your primary place to listen to this is going to be the drums as opposed to the bass and drums. Now, obviously, great bass and drum rhythm sections are going to be grooving together, but the drums has the most control over it. And and really, in in terms of groove, the optimal place for it to be emanating for normally is going to be from the drums. And so really recognizing what the groove is, it's kind of like how you would dance to something, how you would feel the beat. Um, how how you're going to think about placing what you're going to play into the groove is really about like locking in with how the drummer's grooving. That's right. Is it is it laid back? Is it on top? You know, mm-hmm. is the eighth note swung just a little? Is it, is it grooving? A lot? Is it grooving? That's <laughs> yeah. A, number one. I guess one. that's number one. Yeah. yeah. No, there's a there's a lot to listen to for sure, and how you relate to that. Also yeah, and it, and it's not like. It's not just, you know, as you go through this checklist, groove, say, oh, I can hear, he's playing bossa nova, okay, now I can go on to number three. Yeah. It's not about, that's the, the, the most surface level in terms of the style of the groove. This is really, as, as Adam, you're saying, you know, the nuance of how the drummer feels the groove. Because you can play it differently than the drummer, but that's going to be at your own peril, and it's going to be hard for the group to really... Like we're talking about how, you know, how to listen when you're playing in a band. So you have to find that space and everyone has like little different responsibilities. If you feel how the drummer plays the groove, maybe they're laying back on that swing feel. You may be able to push that or even play against that or do some fun things. But you first have to listen and hear where he or she is coming from with that groove. Yeah, I mean, you could you could play the same thing at the same tempo. And that's, you know, coming from where the drummer's setting up and how they're feeling it, where they're placing some hits, where they're placing that eighth note, how they're swinging. I mean, it makes a huge difference. Great, great. So number three, uh, the third thing to listen for, um, 
when you're playing with a band to really lock in um, is the melody. I know we try to ignore it as much. No, no, <laughs> well, this is jazz. Is there a melody? Right. No, there is. There is melody, and you, 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 you even want to hear this when you're soloing. Even you know, it's it's really the biggest part of the song is the melody. Um, so you want to listen to the singer if you have a singer. You want to listen to the horn player if you have a horn player. If it's a piano trio or a duo, you want to listen to the right hand of the piano. Everything else is gonna is gonna be you know coming around that melody and in support of that melody. So make sure that you know the melody if you can. Make sure that you're hearing the melody and that, you know, if you're a pianist, you don't want to be putting voicings down that are clashing with the melody and making it sound, you know, terrible. You want to try to make it sound as good as possible. Good. Um, so number four, I'd like to bring up, so melody, kind of the, the opposite end of that is the bass line. Yeah. Um, and, or the root movement. You know, it's the kind, kind of the counter melody. It's kind of the counter melody, yeah. yeah. And, I, I, you know, a lot of styles of, of music that we play... I'm kind of almost thinking of those two counter melodies as being the outside kind of boundaries of what we're doing. Um, and it's not to say that the bass line can't take over as the melody, but that's why we're saying like uh, great bass lines and great root movements are their own melodies, and they're normally counter melodies, but they do take over sometimes. But regardless, you have to listen for it. You have to really be able to hear it. And this is hard to hear, bass lines, as opposed to hearing something that's more on top. Like if your main melody is a singer, horn player, or you know, piano, right hand, or something, it's going to be on top. It's going to be more clear. It's going to be easier to decipher right. and kind of figure out what's going on. But the bass line and the bass note, that root movement, everything harmonically emanates up from that you know there's a lot of different possibilities and variations you can do but you have to be able to hear where that's at i remember playing with betty carter many years ago and she always made it a point to be able to hear the bass line to be able to hear the bass player like she had to have the monitor or be able to hear it from and and that actually no that's right she didn't want to hear it from the monitor because she wanted to hear it from the bass player so she wanted the amp or his bass or whatever for it to be clear and sometimes we play these big festivals outside and she would like really kind of you know, spent a lot of time during soundcheck. I, I got to hear the bass. I got to hear that. She wanted to hear that because she wanted to be creative harmonically and melodically. And, and she knew that that all emanated with a solid foundation of knowing where that bass line was going. That's right. Like you said, you have the bass line, you have the melody, and everything in between is kind of up to us. And that brings us to number five, which is harmony. Now, as pianists, if we're hearing the melody, if we're hearing the bass line, we have a lot of options in between. Um, if you're a bassist or you're a horn player or you're a singer, you have to listen to what the pianist is playing in this too. And um, you know, hopefully they're listening to you and reacting to you. But you also need to be able to hear where the harmony is going because sometimes a good rhythm section is setting up harmonic devices that's going to take the tune in a cool place. And yep. you've got to be able to, to go with that. Yep. And, I mean, as we're going through these, um, just think about, you know, you, normally you know – one knows one's own deficiencies. So some of these are things you might want to work on when you get on a gig or listen to in recordings or live gigs of others to see if you can improve on some of them because they're really just all essential skills and elements to have, and we don't necessarily have them all you know, at, at the same ability level, which is fine. That's right. Um, I think we're on number six now. Yep. And I'm going to say as far as something to listen to when you're playing in a band, I'm going to go with silence. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, listen to the dark side. Follow the dark side. <laughs> no, so, you know, the silence, and that could be your, you know, you not playing, the drummer not playing, whatever. If someone's not playing, you don't zone out and not listen to them. Like, recognize and listen to why they're not playing. And also be thinking about when you need to provide silence, you know. I think it was Mozart that talked about the, the art of composition and how choosing when you're going to have rests 
for a certain player is just as important as choosing what notes are there. So it's it's an integral part of composition, integral part of band improvisation, and you have to hear the silence. And a lot of that kind of you know goes back to groove and time and tempo in terms of like the silence has to fit in with those things. So it's just a very important part to always be listening to the silence. I think it's as important as what you play is the silence around it. I mean, if you look at any great painting or photograph or film, there's negative space, mm-hmm. right? You see the, the primary subject and the negative space around it. That really makes the, the complete picture. And it's the same way on a tune when you're playing with the band. Man, you're so dark and negative, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm full of negative space. No, that's, that's super important. Um, so that gets us to our last uh, thing to listen to when you're playing in a band. And I think there's a reason why we chose this last. And that's yourself. You know you're playing. You, you have to listen to what, how you're fitting into this. All these things, though, you should be listening to before that. Yes. The time, the groove, the melody, the bass line, the harmony, the silence. And then finally listen to what you're adding to that. Um, if you do that, if you take those steps, I think you're going to find that your, cha- your playing changes you know, vastly from just running scales to actually making music and helping to create you know, some, kind of, um, some kind of real uh, sonic portrait that has negative space and, and feel and all this great stuff. Yeah, it's super important, man. I, I, I would say that I pull you know, 80% of my ideas from listening to what other people are doing in the band. Yeah. That's great. I actually pull 81% of mine. Well, you're so. better than me. Well, I'm just I mean, only Everybody 1%. knows that, Pete. Come on. Well, so, yeah, no, this is great. And, I mean, to your point of we listen to this last, I think if you go through and really concentrate on, on honing your skills as those, and listening to those other things, First, that when you listen to yourself, then you're going to be coming from that place of where do I fit in? Now, we're coming from, as piano players, this is especially important, uh, but it's really for everybody. I mean, you know, how you fit into the band, once you do find that place and when you have to play, you have to be then listening to yourself as much as you're listening to everything around you. It's awesome. I mean, otherwise, there's no way you'll ever hear it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the You'll Hear It podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave a rating or review. Yeah, I liked what I heard. Hmm. I'm going to leave five stars, but (laughs) you guys can do whatever you want. Today's episode was brought to you by Open Studio, jazz lessons from jazz legends. Check out our brand new All Access Pass. All Access, what is that, like one or two courses you get? Dude, I said All Access. It's access to everything. Every course, hundreds, ah, thousands, tens of thousands of lessons. Wait, tens of thousands. Back up, back no, up. Definitely hundreds. <laughs> We're getting close to a thousand. Everything from Christian McBride, Peter Martin, Romero Lobombo, Gregory Hutchinson, um, Miles Davis, Mead Lux Lewis, okay, Jelly Roll it's Morton. getting ridiculous. <laughs> no, some of those. The first couple, we've got them. <laughs> Check us out, openstudionetwork.com.